they get so down, so depressed, and so negative towards themselves, a lot of them don't believe that they deserve anything better. Mm -hmm. And they do. We all do. I mean, God put us on this earth to help each other. And that's what we're going to do at Claire's house. I'm Amy Sporopoulos, guest hosting for Byron Tyler on assignment for Bot Radio Network in Branson, Missouri. Be sure and join Byron next week to hear some exciting shows for things you and your family can enjoy on vacation this summer in Branson. My next guest is going to talk about homelessness. And you might think that's something that just impacts men, but it impacts women at an alarming rate. In Shelby County, in fact, the latest statistics show that 37% of all homeless people, 87% of homeless children are in custody of their mother. Today, we're talking specifically about those women who have very little place to go to. In fact, a whopping 96% of all shelter beds in the city of Memphis are set aside for men. You might not even know that. According to the city of Memphis, officials in Memphis will see roughly 2,500 people become homeless in Memphis and Shelby County this year alone. And that is where our next guest comes in, Sherry McClure. Her organization is Claire's House, which is under Merge Memphis, a nonprofit that provides refuge for single homeless women. Hi, Sherry. How are you? Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me today. Well, I am so excited because as a friend, I just want to be very clear. Sherry and I have known each other for quite a few years now, and I know she has a heart of gold, and she really has a heart to serve others. A nurse for 39 years, and let's talk a little bit about Claire's House, located in North Memphis, 38108, right, Sherry? Yes, ma'am. Last statistic also, 38108, is the fourth poorest zip code in the state of Tennessee. Wow. So there is a lot of need yes, in that yes, area. Yes, there is a lot of need in that area. Uh, we've got a lot of need in the whole city. So let's talk about Claire's House. You opened in December of 2019, right? Well, we obtained Claire's House in December 2019. We did not open until right in the middle of the pandemic Oh, in June of 2020. So the pandemic slowed a lot of things down, but not the heart and the mission of what you wanted to Correct. do. Correct. It's a 30-bed transitional housing model. Right. Okay. Right. And women are actually referred to you guys from other partners. Correct. And I love talking about that because we often talk about how we cannot do these things alone. Right. And I love that concept because I do not, and Merge, Memphis, does yes. not have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, We love our community partners. We do get most of our referrals from Hospitality Hub, Catholic Charities, Room in the Inn, Area Hospitals, from our area mental hospitals. Catholic Charities, right? Yeah, we also get them from there. We get them just by word of mouth, also from churches. Let me backtrack a little bit, Sherry. Why did you want to do this? And I've heard your story, but I want you to share it with our listeners today. Absolutely. Well, I've always wanted to help people that were underserved. And my dream was to actually have a restaurant. 
my husband, Keith, and I wanted to have a restaurant that we could go out and get people from the streets that had some restaurant experience or needed experience, needed a job. We could house them on property, and then we would merge them back out into society and merge them back out into the community. And so that's where the name Merge came from. Well, years went by, and we had children. We both went back to school, and it just didn't happen. So I guess it was probably in 2013, uh, we decided that we really wanted to act on things. We were empty nesters. So we just started out in 2014 feeding the homeless. Um, We would go to uh, different shelters, Union Mission, Opportunity Center, Calvary. Uh, We'd go to different shelters and just feed. Feed them breakfast every Saturday morning. Mm. We love to just sit around and talk to them and eat with them. And we started building relationships. Um, I guess it was 2016, we were donated a food truck. And Uh so that wasn't quite the restaurant, but we did have a food truck. And, of course, both of us were working full-time as nurses. So we took the food truck out and we sold food uh, to high-rises, office buildings. And then we turned it back around and bought food and sold it. Uh, Not sold it. I'm so sorry. No, we gave it away in areas and downtown and to the homeless. That's when we really noticed all the women uh, there were so many women and they had nowhere to go and you know we started building relationships with mm. them then we partnered with room in the inn and we would host different nights in different areas uh, we would get churches to let us host it in their church um, so we started that and we only took women so that we could see, you know, exactly what was going on out in the community mm-hmm. with the women, and they just have nowhere to go. Wow. Um, you know, on any given night, all of the beds are taken. And I think as late as yesterday, I was called yesterday afternoon about 4 o'clock, and someone needed to place three people, and I had no beds, and there were no beds for a woman in the city of Memphis. So Wow. The Hospitality Hub is about to open up a 30-bed women no-barrier facility, and I'm not sure when that's opening. I saw that. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's fairly soon, so that will help out tremendously, but it's still not going to fix the problem. I wonder why that is. Because certainly one would think that being homeless would not have any boundaries um, as far as male or female. I wonder. But I have noticed, I know there are a lot of missions here, and even the YWCA um, has realized the real need for women. And I would imagine in the pandemic, I know at least in my household, that made it even more difficult for women because women whose children were now having to stay home because they couldn't go to school, a lot of women had to stop working. Right. And we had a pretty big influx during COVID uh, with people that had just lost their jobs. You know, they were just 
a half a paycheck away from being homeless. I mean, we all are yes. to some point. I Absolutely. Mean, we don't all have money to run forever if we lose our jobs. So it was a great influx of women, you know, and I have to turn away people daily that need wow. help with children. Mm. Uh, we do not have children at Claire's house. I hope sometime in the future we will, hopefully, uh, maybe in a couple of years, but we can't right now. And it's so cool what you're doing with women, because I understand that you also teach these women life skills right? Yes. and job readiness right. and skill building, right. financial literacy. Let's talk a little bit about that, right. Sherry. Well, you have to remember, Amy, that these ladies have been out on the streets and they are in survival mode. Yes. You lose everything when you're in survival mode for so long. I, I mean, you forget how to cook, how to balance a checkbook. You forget all those small things that we take for granted, the working force, that when someone falls hard on times and they're stuck in that situation, they don't have anywhere to go. It's awful. I can't even imagine it's very heartbreaking, the stories that I hear when they come in, um, but you've got to push forward. The main thing is it's not about what happened to you. It's about how are we going to move forward and get you through the why of what happened. Yeah. You know, everybody has their own journey, mm -hmm. and that's actually one of our life skill classes that I love, and it's called My Journey. They start that at the beginning, and they journal. They have class once a week, and it's hard because all of them are at a different place. And you have to meet people where they are. Mm. can't just have a rule book and say you've got to do this, this, and this. And we have to kind of backtrack sometimes. So that's okay, too. Right. You just have to learn to be flexible with each person. And I know your heart also is dealing with mental health. That was something that really hit an all-time high. Issues Absolutely. With suicide, alcoholism, uh, drug addiction. And I can only imagine that that would be exasperated when you do not have a home. Absolutely. And some people, you know, they don't want to take their medication. Right. Some have been in a predicament where they couldn't pay for their medication or they get so down and so depressed and so negative towards themselves. A lot of them don't believe that they deserve anything better. Mm -hmm. And they do. We yeah. all do. I mean, God put us on this earth to help each other. And that's what we're going to do at Claire's house. I love that. Also, you're open Cleveland House on Correct. May 15th. Tell me about that. Right. Well, we have had Cleveland House open in the past, and okay. we shut it down, though. We rented it out to some people that needed a place to go for a little while. And we are uh, opening that back up on May the 15th. There are eight of our clients at Claire's House that are transitioned over to Cleveland House. They have showed us initiative that they want to take more responsibility and they want to move forward in their self-sufficiency. So at Claire's, we have curfews. We have a little bit more strict rules there. At Cleveland House, they'll have their own key. They won't have their own room. They're still going to have a roommate okay. uh, over there also, but they can lock their room there where they can't at Claire's. 
due to the fire marshal, actually. Sure. There's so many of us at Claire's, we can't do that. But over at Cleveland House, they'll also be cooking for themselves, uh, which they don't do at Claire's. Okay. Yep. Still women. So, yeah, all women. All women. Yes, ma'am. And after they go through some more um, classes and some more financial literacy, especially things, hopefully we can be able to transfer them somewhere else within the next couple of years. I love that. Talk about one of your events that is so exciting to be a part of every year is the Winter Festival. Winter and, Festival of Lights. Thank yep. you. I knew it was winter and I knew it was in a cold season. <laughs> Yeah. So do events like that help you? Because I can imagine you can't go with this year alone. Absolutely. They help. Uh, Winter Festival of Lights is our largest fundraiser. We do that usually in February. We did miss a year with COVID. Sure. Um, I think this year was our third year. Okay. Um, it, it's very, very nice event. This past uh, February, Mandy Moore from... American Idol she came and she sang and that was awesome we had an awesome DJ Uh, we also get local chefs around the city yes like uh, Michael Patrick and Jessica Hurdle Timor Seawar just people who know their way around the kitchen just people that know their way around (laughs) but uh, we've had some great turnouts with that and uh, the chefs actually come on site they make a dish and you get that with that. your admission price. We also have a silent auction for that. I love but, that. Yeah. And talk a little bit about the process for women to get into the facility. Do okay. they need to take a test? I would imagine that they're chosen to come in, right? Well, we'll get a referral. Okay, gotcha. Let's just say That's we get a referral okay. from our partners. And we try to be real careful and not go beyond our scope of care. Okay. I try to cut off my nursing there. I can't nurse at yes. Claire's house yes. uh, just because it is strictly a shelter. Right. We are not a health facility. We are also not a mental health facility. Sometimes I do have to cut those things out if we have a client that is beyond our scope of care. Yeah. yeah. Um, our youngest client has been 18, mm. and that's where we start. Gotcha. We are 18 and up. Okay. Our oldest client has been 81. Wow. Yes. And um, I think our oldest client right now is 76. Wow. Yeah, we have a lot of elderly that are out mm. there that don't have family. You know, their family does them really bad. That's so sad. And takes checks and do mm. all kinds of things. And it's really, really sad. Then they end up homeless. That it's, breaks my heart. It's very sad. It's as sad as the children because they uh-huh. have nowhere to lean. Right. Especially, right. you know. It just breaks my heart because I know organizations like uh, Meriton, right. that they have an angel tree program. And uh-huh. that was one of the reasons that they wanted to start because they saw this senior population mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that unfortunately just is forgotten. Right. And they do so well, too, at Meriton. They come over to Claire's house and, you know, they will hire ladies yes. that are... I think it's over 55. Right. And, uh, you know, they just work part-time, but it gives them something to do. Absolutely. And, you know, the ones that can. Some of them can't. 
you know, we do have some there that they physically mm. can't work, mm-hmm. you know. They're not in a wheelchair or anything, but they just physically, they can't hold up to an eight-hour-a-day job sure. or even a four. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Sherry, let's talk a little bit about once these women come in to the shelter, to Claire's house. Have you seen a difference after working with them? Perhaps um, they have a new sense of hope. Right. Well, when they come in, Amy, and this is true for all of them, they come in with tight shoulders, with um, anxiety, high anxiety. A lot of them, you know, they've been out so long in survival mode. They have a chip on their shoulder just Mm. because they've had to be in protective mode of themselves. And they really come in stiff is what I describe it as. I tell all of them, it's going to take you at least two weeks to settle in, settle down, get the feel of things here at Claire's house, know that you're in a safe place, Mm. and be able to kind of even start thinking about what you need to do next. You know, if they need uh, to see doctors, we get them in touch with doctors through our social service assistant. We also uh, get them their mental health appointments because we've got to get them back on track the way that they need to uh, see things so that they can see more clearly when they're relaxed. When you're tense and you first come in, um, you can't start working on that goal. You've got to relax a little bit, and I tell them just let your hair down a little bit for a couple of weeks and just try to ride it out. Probably some trust issues, too, Yes, there's trust issues. They don't trust anyone. You know, it's it's so hard for them because, you know, we get domestic violence. I mean, it's all walks. But after a couple of weeks, they'll start to really kind of move into some of the classes and you'll start seeing them actually smile Mm -hmm. and those shoulders will kind of relax and they'll start uh, opening up a little bit more and you just kind of have to go with each person down their own journey. I love that. You can find more information about her great organization mergememphis.org. Have you seen, Sherry, that the longer you do this, God confirm that this is the right move? Because I remember a few years ago, you and I had a conversation about this, and you said, he just keeps removing barriers for me and and keeps leading me to let me know this is what I need to do. Let's talk about that. Right. Okay. Well, back in, I guess it was 2017, Mm -hmm. my husband, Keith, had a heart attack. And we had been frantically out looking for places for women. Um, He actually had a heart attack out on the golf course and called me from the golf course, told me to meet him at the hospital. He knew he was having a heart attack. So I got there. And that night, I literally sat at the end of his bed and I told God, you know, God, you're number one. My family, Keith is number two and Merge is number three. And I am not going to continue to run myself in the ground Mm. and run Keith in the ground trying to do stuff. If you want me to do it, you bring it to me and I will walk through the door. You open it and I'll walk through it. I promise you, God. Now, we continued to feed the homeless after that, but we were out really looking for a place that we really had no business doing, but we were out looking for places constantly to have a shelter for women. And I think 
Sherry got into it. Uh-huh. You know, it had started to be a Sherry thing, and it had obsessed my mind, and I mm. wanted to do this so bad for them that I took the eye off of it was what God wanted. Wow. It wasn't about what Sherry wanted, okay? So I told God that night, and we know we don't have a bargaining God, but I did tell him that I wasn't going to push forward on that anymore. So, you know, we just kept doing what we do. We kept doing our thing and kept making relationships with the community and the homeless community. And I had a volunteer that works at Birthright, okay, another place I love. And she had a volunteer that came in every Friday. And this volunteer would hear my volunteer talking to me on the phone, I would try to help them find places for homeless pregnant women to live. And I would take them food if they needed food or Mm. whatever it was that my volunteer was needing, she would call me. Well, the volunteer that was at Birthright asked, who are you talking to every Friday while I'm here? Oh, my goodness. Because it always happens on Friday, you know, before the weekend. Yes. You know, everybody needs something Absolutely on Friday. Absolutely, they do. You yes. know, because yes. it's crunch time. Yes. They know they're not going to have anywhere to go all weekend. Right. So um, she introduced us, and the lady was actually the president of the board of Ave Maria. Wow. So a few months went by. We met her. We talked to her. And she said, well, we've got a nursing home that we're about to take all the clients out of it and take them to Bartlett, to our facility out there. And the nursing home is in North Memphis, and we would like to give it to you guys. And I was like, yeah, right. I've heard this before. You're like, sure, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've heard Call people my tell people. us. Yeah, I've heard people tell us they're going to give us a million dollars too, but right. that hasn't happened. Yeah, That's yeah. why I'm still fundraising. Still waiting on so, that. Yeah, right. I'm waiting on that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, time just kept on going that year. This was like back in February and March when we first met her. Didn't hear from her for a couple of months. I really didn't think anything about it because I don't count any chickens before they hatch. I've, I've just learned you don't do that. Very important. Not in this. Not in this. Yes. So I guess it was about May or June. She called me back and she said, Sherry, I've got a list of things I need you to start doing. And I'm like, okay, because we're going to be ready to take care of all this in October. And I'm Uh, like, yeah, right. Okay. So I went back to my board and I told them and I'm like, okay, well, this is what she says and this is what she's asked me to do. And I'll do some of it and we'll knock some of it out of the way. It's not anything that's going to hurt anything to do. So in October, she called and she told me that wasn't going to happen in October. Wow. So end of November, they called and said that they would be ready to uh, make the transfer over the second week of December in 2019. And the next thing we knew, we had a nursing home. Wow. Yeah. That was all about God. He opened the door. Yeah. And, of course, I couldn't tell this lady, no, I don't want this because God brought it. Yes. I mean, and so then I didn't know what I was going to do with it. I'm like, okay, I know it's going to be for women, but mercy when you open the doors i mean it took us almost nine months to get it up to code wow yeah but the very next day i got on facebook uh-huh now, facebook i know for some is not such a good thing but facebook has been wonderful for merge Memphis. yes 
it's where I get most yes. 90% of my volunteers. It's where I meet 90% of my yeah. people. And we got on Facebook. We said, okay, guys, we have a facility. I need you to adopt a room. And before I knew it, within 24 hours, I had every room adopted. Oh, my gosh. Um, I had church groups. Wow. I had families. UT Health Sciences, their OT department adopted a room. Kroger employees adopted a room. That's crazy. I mean, we just had several, several churches, uh, church Mm. groups that came together and all adopted rooms. It's a very homey place. I said, you know, I don't want it to look like a homeless shelter. I want them to feel like they're at home. At home. Yeah, so um, that's what we do, and we fundraise and to keep the doors open. That's and um, we're in the middle of grant writing season right now, so uh, we're doing that and um, just trying to keep on moving forward with it. And how beautiful is that? The Bible talks about this, and I absolutely love it. When God wants something to happen, he will move and open that door. He will. And put the people there that you need and to be And he has the whole entire way. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. And just confirmation that what you're doing right. is what he wants you to do. Right. And every time I get discouraged, I don't ever have to worry. Something happens. Yeah. I mean, and and I do. I get very discouraged sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know, I just think, you know, am I really making a difference? Mm. Are we making a difference? I have an absolutely wonderful staff. That's Um, so great. Absolutely wonderful staff. We need more volunteers, so... If you want to volunteer. Yes. Yeah. MergeMemphis.org. And that was going to be, that was actually going to be what I said, MergeMemphis.org, because it's just such an incredible organization. And I know Sherry would like to talk to you about ways to fundraise, team up with you to do certain things. And actually, we're getting close. We're getting close to some events that she's going to have coming up. So I just think it's a great thing to talk about. Right. Okay. Well, um, actually, May... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Your event is coming up, right? Cleveland House opening. Right. Right. Yes. We've got a lot of volunteers, but we could always use some more. What you really need to know is that Merge Memphis is here in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Claire's House is just a wonderful organization, and they would love to hear from you. If you know any women that would like to uh, go through the process, to they need a place to stay, they're homeless, then Sherry can talk to you. So anything else we're missing, Sherry? I don't think so. I don't think so. I uh, have really enjoyed it. It's been great. Yes, it has been absolutely, great. And always. Sherry has a heart of gold, and I know this for certain. She is a godly woman that is walking in God's path, and uh, and truly, he is removing any barriers to make this happen. So, Merge Memphis, Claire's House. Uh, I'm Amy Sparopoulos, guest co-hosting for Byron Tyler, on assignment for Bot Radio Network in Branson, Missouri. Remember to join Byron next week to hear some exciting shows for things you and your family can enjoy on vacation this summer in Branson. Thanks so much for being with us today.